Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. Thank you for joining me today, this beautiful February 13th, 2022. Um, today is a gorgeous day in Israel, like spring. We're starting to hear the Purim music playing in the neighborhood here. Purim is in about, um, I guess, a month, the middle of March. But, you know, there is quite a buildup. It is a big, big deal. Um yeah, it is going to be the middle of March, uh, the 16th, I think. So it's already starting. You start to see the Oznayaman, um, what we called in Huslaris, uh, Hamantashin, and you start hearing this this repetitive song, which is this um, song. Uh, I, I don't remember how it goes, but you, you just hear the same song over and over again, talking about how uh, coming, Purim is coming, Purim is coming. It's just awesome. Um, it was a great week. I just want to share with you. I went to two weddings in one week. One was on a Tuesday night. One was on a Thursday night. And um, weddings in Israel are are magical. I don't. There's really no other way to to say it. Um, they're all at night. They're all outside. It doesn't matter how wealthy these families are. Everyone is freezing cold, and like in a tent. It's so funny. <laughs> These really fancy people, they're like in, you know, a, a tent in the, at night, um, in the dark. And, you know, you have a few heat lamps, which do nothing. It's so funny. Um, very, very holy, though, and uh, just beautiful, just beautiful. And I went to another wedding, which was not in Jerusalem. That one was in Jerusalem, in the hill. One was in the Merkaz, towards uh, Gadara, in a tent that felt like you were outside. There was actually um, a waterfall that, that, that traversed the entire length of the, the catering hall. And so when they brought the chatan to the kala to, to remove her veil, there was no space. I mean, you, you could have really fallen into the water if you didn't get out of the way. So it was really, really different, very modern and very um, exotic. But Israel, they are amazing with stuff like that. The, the weddings here, you have anything you want, you can do. And another great thing is, you know, it's shared. The costs are shared by the bride and the groom, and then all the people give money. So it's very nice. I will be back after these messages. Stay with us. We have a great show for you today. Bye-bye. Stay with us. Israel is located in one of the most volatile areas in the world. Israel is an island of stability and a sea of war and unrest. In the midst of this turmoil, Israel stands out as a beacon of order and human progress. Each week we update you on what's happening in this, the Jewish state, a true light unto the nations. This is Jay Shapiro. Join me every Thursday on Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome back to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. I didn't really finish what I was saying about the beauty of the weddings here in Israel and how the greatest part is the stress is we 
is, is not like it is a bra. The, the, the weddings, the costs are covered by both the bride and the groom and all the guests pay. It is actually like a, this like mailbox looking um, thing. It's kind of like, it's a, it's a coupa, okay? It's, it's actually like a mailbox with a slot and everyone puts their gifts into that slot, which is cash. And, you know, the, the wedding is covered by the guests and it's very, very nice. Um, that's a great way to start your life in Israel, to get married. You know, there's no better way. When you're young, you find your love here and you start. doesn't matter if they're, you know, someone from abroad or someone you met here. It's, it's a great, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. We have with us today a guest who is um, at the other end of uh, the life cycle, her name is Hensha Gansbury, Gansberg, Gansberg. This woman made Aliyah six months ago at the age of 87. She comes from Boca Raton, Florida, but she actually is originally from Brooklyn, New York. She was widowed in Boca and decided, you know, she wanted a very active life and a, a religious and Jewish and kosher life. And she couldn't find it there which I found fascinating. So we're going to have her come and tell us all about that. I hope she's with us. Hensha, are you there? Yes, I'm there with you. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, well, look at that. Okay, so you've really gone hopping around your whole life. Um, wonderful to have you. You have a, a wealth of wisdom to share with our listeners. Now, the listeners we have are people mostly who are not in Israel, have not made Aliyah, have not taken that step. Um, for whatever reason, and they're at all stages of their life. You decided to come here on your own after raising a family and enjoying your golden years here. Why would you do that? Why would you not stay in your comfortable life where you know the language, you have friends and family, and uh, everything is just uh, much more comfortable and familiar? Well, first of all, I've always wanted to live in Israel, and I just never did anything about it. And life went on. And as I... Pardon me? What? You're here. You're good. Oh, okay. Uh, as I got older, I was living in Boca Raton. I had a beautiful home, a wonderful community. I loved it. But I was getting older, and it was getting very difficult for me to take care of a house by myself. And my children suggested that perhaps I go to a senior center where they offered all sorts of activities to keep me busy. They offered meals. And there was one facility in West Palm Beach that was kosher. So I decided to try that out. And when I got there, I realized it wasn't the right place for me to be. Uh, people were very nice. The place was beautiful. But it was lacking in the uh, in spirituality for me. Uh, there was only one other observant family besides me there, mm -hmm. and they decided they couldn't fill the place with just a kosher kitchen. They had to have a trace of kitchen also, and mm -hmm. ninety nine percent of the people living there were eating in the trace of kitchen. I mm. came because I had been a widow. I was eating all my meals by myself for many years, and I wanted to have company for dinner at night. Right, right. And most of the people I couldn't even sit with and be with. That so just, I, at that time, I, I decided, I, pardon? Wow. 
I was going to ask you, I forgive me for interrupting, but I just, I'm, no, I'm that's just so, okay. I, I'm so, um, I mean, you must've been so disappointed when you, when you learned this and the fact that they're advertising themselves as a kosher residence is, it's just, it's really just, it's deceiving and it, it's wrong. And, uh, well, it, they, was, they it was a kosher residence and they did have two kitchens and two dining rooms. <laughs> but the okay. people that ate in the kosher dining room, you could count on one hand. That was right, it. Right, right. And so I decided I needed to find another place. And uh, I couldn't seem to find one in the Florida area at all. And I thought that maybe if I come to Israel, there would be uh, options for me to go to. Now, I had a lot of friends that did make Aliyah over the years when I was living in Boca. They had children living in Israel, and every time one of them left, I said, I'd be there in a second if I had children living in Israel, but I didn't. And now I was at a crossroad. What was I going to do? Hmm. And I was watching what was going on politically in the United States, and I was watching what was going on with anti-Semitism. And I kept thinking to myself, if I were in the 1930s in Europe and watching this going on, what would I have done? And I thought that the smart people were the ones that left Europe and went elsewhere. Some left for Israel. It wasn't Israel at the time. It was Palestine. Some of them left for other countries. But those that remained, we, we know what happened to them. And then I also thought about all the Jews throughout the centuries that dreamt of coming to Israel, to Eretz Yisrael, and they couldn't. And I said, it's so easy today. You get on an airplane, and you're there. What's stopping me? Hmm. And my sister was making Aliyah, my nephews were making Aliyah, and I said, you know, it's time for me. I'm going also. Good for you. Wow. I, very um, inspiring to, to hear your words. And you are so brave and so smart to, to, to have done what you've done. And now, I, I love looking for a place that would fulfill the things that I wanted. And I gave a long list to my nephew who was in Israel. And I said, I want a swimming pool. It's got to be all Shomer Shabbos. I want to have activities. I want lectures. I want music events. I, I want, these are the things I want. And my, my nephew said to me, oh, you're never going to find it. Well, I have to tell you, I did. <laughs> I love it here. I, I okay. now residing at Beit Ha'ir, right in the center of Yerushalayim. I, I love it. Yeah. And I'm so happy here. I've made lots of friends. And it does, it has all the, the things that I asked for. Right. Yes, I've, I've seen this place. It's called Lev Tova Ha'ir, is that right? Beit Tova Ha'ir, yes. Beit Tova Ha'ir. Yeah, it is, yes, um, yeah, right. they, they advertise. It's actually in the area of Geula, and it's uh, right around the Schneller compound. That's where it's located. They're doing an awful lot of building around here. The Jerusalem estates are right in front of us, basically, and uh, 
I'm able to get around, and it's in, it's just so easy living here. I love it. Okay, so that is um, a real nice shout out for that uh, complex, Beitova Ha'ir. I have seen this live. I've seen it because I've been in that neighborhood, and I've seen it also in the newspapers when they were building it and promoting it. And it is a great solution for those who need or want um, all their needs taken care of, and you know, and and friends and neighbors all around you. And I bet there are a lot of people just like you come from abroad. They don't really have Hebrew; they're English speakers, right? And they, uh, what you have a little apartment there? Is that how it works? Yes, I have an apartment here. I have a two-room apartment, which is very comfortable. And I and have oh, two bathrooms. They, One of them nice. I have a washer and dryer. I have a kitchen. They have all sorts of apartments here of all different sizes to suit the needs of different uh, people. And we have all kinds of classes going on. And uh, one of the classes and how I got to you, Natalie, was we have someone, Ezra, who comes once a week and he gives us lectures on how to use the computer and how to use the phone. And they just have all sorts of of lectures and speakers that come. And in another week, I think on March 3rd, uh, they're going to have a, a whole day of Jewish music conference, the evolution of the Niggin. And that's yeah. open for everybody 60 years and older, I believe, or 70 mm-hmm. years and older, maybe. Is there a, um, is there an age limit to, to get into this uh I'm not sure. There are people here in their young 70s, and mm-hmm. we have some people that are 100 also. We Let range, we have a large range you of range. residents right. who are living here now. Right. And I, you, a lot yeah. of the lectures, they have them in Hebrew and some in English. Uh-huh, some in Hebrew. So you do have Hebrew speakers living there. Yeah, oh yeah, we do. We have Hebrew speakers. We have some Israelis who were living in Israel and decided to retire here. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that is, of course I want to ask you about the kashrut. Now, is everyone dati, everyone religious there, or were people? I believe you know, that everybody that comes in has a certain level of being observant. Yes. Mm-hmm. I so don't know how everything. they judge it, but I bet that's basically what I think they have here. And there's one dining hall, I bet. Yeah, one there's kitchen. one dining room. Yes, there is. Nice. <laughs> Not two. Well, you got everything you wanted, it sounds like. That's I got everything I wanted, yes. So it can happen. It can happen for you, and it can happen to everyone listening who are. Now, there are many situation. places in Israel that a lot of seniors can go to. All right, so we'll talk about that after the break. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break. Henshaw, we'll be right back, and we'll we'll talk about that in the next segment. Wonderful. Thank you. Stay with us. The Tamar Yona Show. Tamar, she's sassy. She's smart. She's funny. But she's also a real Jewish mother. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Tamar Yona. And yes, I can be all of those things. But at Israel News Talk Radio, I'm here to bring you the news stories and guests that you may not hear anywhere else. Join me live on air Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays for the most unique and bold talk radio in Israel. The Tamar Yona Show. Welcome back to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. We're continuing our talk with Hensha Gansberg, who is telling us now that she has family in America listening to us live. Hensha, you want to say hello? Yeah, I've got to say hi. My daughter, Terry, just texted me. She's listening to me now in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Wonderful. Um, it's probably 9 in the morning or something there. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, not bad. in the morning it is. I think okay, 10, it was. <laughs> okay, okay, that's great. All right, so we were talking before the break about the different options of, um, I guess it's called uh, retirement living in Israel for English speakers. What, what did you learn during your search for this, for your home? Oh, well, I learned that there were many choices that I had. There really were. And mm-hmm. I have friends that had homes in Israel. They went back and forth to Florida and back to Israel, and I questioned them, and they gave me places to look into. Uh, Some of them were not in Yerushalayim, but I decided that that's where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And there were choices even to live in Yerushalayim. There were many places Mm -hmm. that you could go to. And I get the Jerusalem Post every day, and there are other places that are advertised, places that are being built now, so I think it's um, just a great opportunity for retirees to, to, to come here and, and live a beautiful life in Israel. That's right. Why, why do it in Florida when you can do it in Israel? And also, um, you said you had family here. Now, that's another point. You know, if you have family here, you're, everyone here is pretty close. You know, you're never going to need to fly to that family, Passover, Seders, and Rosh Hashanah, and all those holidays, you're going to be really close. I just, it's true, because I just got a call from my niece in Efrat inviting me for the Pesach Seder. Right, right, and that's a 20-minute bus ride or something. It's, it's very close. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. Okay, so you told me that you realized it was time to go, and also it made sense because other family members came. So tell me about that, where they are, how that worked out, and how that has made your life easier here. Well, I have to tell you, it was very important for me to have family members here. When I arrived at Ben Gurion Airport, they were all there waiting for me. Nice. And nice. they were a big help to me. My niece from Efrat, Ariella, took me to get my um, Tuda Zahut. And she also helped me get my health certificate. My nephew, Gary, took me uh, shopping because I had to get a bed and a washer and dryer. And he lived here. He knew exactly where to go. So that was all a big help. Um, My uh, my, uh, nephew, Gidon, actually he's my cousin, my my no, my nephew, excuse me. He <laughs> set me up with my internet and oh, he God. got me started with my bank account. 
So I think it was important to have family here to help me do these things. It is very helpful. Um, Now, there are people who come here with no family, and they depend on the help of nefesh benefesh and neighbors and friends. Um, you you were really lucky that you actually had family, people so who really looked out for you. I, uh, I did use Nefesh Benefesh when I decided to come here. Uh, I lived in Boca, and I knew about Nefesh Benefesh because Tony Gelbart and Joshua Fast came from the same community I was living in. Hmm. So it was just a natural to use Nefesh Benefesh, and they were a big help. They really sure. were. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, there are no other, there, they have no competition, just so you know, Hensha, when you say it was a big benefit. <laughs> there's nobody else. They're the only ones doing this. And, and then uh, my, my nephew, Gary, gave me a place that did the shipping. Good. And they were wonderful. Good. And it was a place in Washington State. And I said, what am I going to do with a place in Washington State? I never met the people, but they arranged everything. Wow. They called a local company in Florida to uh-huh. pack me up. They arranged the shipping. I had a um, a lift that came across, uh-huh. and it came promptly on time. It was wonderful. Really? So when you got here in Israel six months ago, you told me, I think it was June or July, um, did you arrive to an apartment that was furnished, or did you have to stay with people first? And was no, no. I arrived in the apartment. Well, my sister had been here earlier. I had never seen the apartment. She came one day, and she chose this apartment for me, and she did a wonderful job because I love it. Good. Uh, Good. They told me here they don't let you just come into an apartment without furniture. It had Uh a bed. It had a sofa. It had chairs, a table. It had everything in it for me. Last me until my lift would come. Ah, uh, they had like uh, furniture um, yes. that wasn't they, yours, they like gave temporary me furniture, furniture that they okay. use here. Yes. Wonderful. Okay, so that's very helpful. They they have a whole operation. They seem to know how to handle Olim or newcomers, right? Yeah, I, mean, we, yeah, I felt that way very yeah. much. So. Yeah, that's very nice. That's very that's very that's great service. Um. You sound like you. I mean, I don't hear any negative here. Oh, come on, now, let's talk real, okay? <laughs> Have there been hard? You want to hear negative? <laughs> I, I mean, is there anything negative? You, you just make it all sound like a dream. I, I, I'm having a difficult time with the hills. Okay. Okay, I'm okay. 87 years old, and it's difficult for me to take some of the hills. I, I'm being honest with you. However, I was very fortunate, and I bought myself an electric scooter. It was a beautiful day today. I mean, it was in the middle of the 60s, and I had an appointment with a doctor, and I did go out with the scooter. It was wonderful. Okay. And people got out of your way, and people were respectful? No, somebody was in front of me walking slowly. I just went a little slowly behind him. That was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because where you are is a pretty crowded part of town. Some of it is, yes. That's true. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, They were doing a lot of construction down one of the streets. And uh, they blocked off the sidewalk. I had to turn the scooter around and go back the other way. Now, as you have, I mean, you're you're living in a place with older people. Do they have um, nurses and, like, services there, right there on the campus? So you don't have to go out? 
to come into Beethoven here, you have to be pretty independent to come in. Mm-hmm. However, this is something very special. They say once you are here, and if you need medical care and things change in your life, they will never throw you out. You may stay here always. Mm-hmm. They have a full medical staff all the time. They're, they're on call all the time. There's nurses I here, doctors, even on Shabbos. I see a nurse here on Shabbos going around to the people that need services. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, think that's, that's very special. It, it is. It's comforting it is. for me knowing that if something ever happens to me that I'm in a good place. Sure. And it also, it's, it's great that you went in to this place while you're in good health and uh, you get to know everybody. They get to know you as you are. Um, for all of you listening to this, st- to this program today, there are older people who um, they, they never really think what we'll be. And we all get older. We all do. And it's really very, you know, it's hard to sometimes look at the future. But we all need to. You need to be realistic. And it's great to, to go into a place and be the young one, you know, and be fit. And um, let, let the staff know you. And enjoy the services like you are, Hensha. You know, go to these classes and, and use the pool, right? Go to the music classes. Do the computer stuff. And um, you said it all perfectly. You know, one day, you know, m- maybe you do need medical care. And they know you. And they, and they respect you. And they remember you. And they, they have gotten to know you over the years. So important. You, you, you did a very, uh, very smart decision to move to a place like that. I, I happen to agree with you, because there are mm-hmm. some people living here, and I ask them, how long are you living here? Some of them are here 25 years. Wow, that is, that is uh, okay, I didn't know it's it been around that long. <laughs> Whoa, that's yeah, smart. they came when they were much younger, yes. They're now in their 90s, but they said they're here 25 years. So it's probably a really nice place and a very warm atmosphere. Uh, that's very important. That's very nice. I'm so glad. So I want to, we're going to end soon. I want you to tell our listeners any advice you can share to encourage and inspire them to follow in your footsteps. Hensha, take it away. I don't know what to say. I made up my mind and I said, I can do this. And I just did it. Now, a lot of times people procrastinate. They want to do something. Well, maybe not now, maybe in another year and then. Time comes and they don't never do anything. Yeah. And I said, "Imo ashav ematai." If not now, when? And I made up my mind. That's it. I'm going now. And I don't you regret did. it at all. Good, loud and clear. All you listening there, no regrets. And um, you know, you changed your life. You changed. You know, your your outlook is everything. Your outlook is wonderful. It is so healthy. You sound like a, like a young girl. <laughs> you have a great attitude. Thank you so much for joining us. And Anyhow, best of wonderful luck. Wonderful talking to you, Natalie. All the best to you. Wonderful. So that was great. Um, stay with us. We're going to wrap up uh, the next segment. I guess it'll just be me. But um, all of you who are interested in living your um, Israeli life, 
in a community like this, please contact me at natalie at israelnewstalkradio.com. And I'll try to help you. I'll put you in touch with Hensha or other people we've had who can, who can help you make that transition easier. Stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages. In a time where feelings have become fact, where rational thought and common sense has disappeared, one man stands above it all. I'm Howie Sobaker, your political hitman. Political Hitman airs every Tuesday at 11.59 p.m. North American Time, 7 a.m. Israeli Time, only on Israel News Talk Radio. Are you interested in transforming your life, drawing closer to the Creator, and uncovering the deeper meanings and hidden treasures in the Hebrew Bible? Then join me, Rav Yitzhak Michelson, and me, William Hall, on the Science of Kabbalah, where we are seeking to narrow the gap between what we understand of our physical and spiritual worlds. So make sure to tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Israel Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome back to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. That was a really nice talk with Hensha. Um, and I mean it. If any of you out there do have questions about retiring and living in a community, a 50-plus type of community, contact me. Do. And I will try to help you. Natalie at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. I'll be honest with you. I even started shopping around for places for my own parents um, a few years ago. And uh, I did not get there. My parents are not religious, so they would not probably be real comfortable in um, Beit Tova Ha'ir. But um, there are a lot of places. And I got recommendations from a friend of mine in Susia. And my challenge was finding a place that had English speakers. That was my big thing for my parents. And a place that did not have religious people. And <laughs> that was kind of you know a totally different kind of challenge. And there's actually a place down here in Omer. Omer is one of the suburbs of Beersheba. And, um, but what happened, my parents found a place in Philadelphia right outside Delaware. So they moved there. But um, there are lots of options. Natanya, I know, also is a very popular spot. And, you know, the best thing is to come um, with uh, the same time as a family member, just like Hensha did or with a friend, or get a recommendation from someone you knew. And, and that is very possible, especially today. There are so many people living here. Um, you know, the show every week, I have new guests. But there are so many people who don't come on the show for whatever reason. You know, not everybody wants to be on the radio. There are tons of us here. I mean, tons. You, you have no reason anymore to think you're going to be doing this on your own. These are tried and tested things we're talking about methods shippers there's not one shipper there are many shippers there's not one neighborhood there are many of neighborhoods many apartments many choices so it's it's not like it once was it's not such an adventure yes you have to be brave yes there is a different language yes it is a new country but the world is so much smaller today than it ever has been 
and with the internet and the phones, you're not, you know, you're not exploring anymore. You know, it's not like it once was, especially if you go to a city like Yerushalayim or Tel Aviv or one of these built up areas like Beit Shemesh. I mean, you've got everything there and people to help you and everyone speaks your language. And it's just so, so developed. It's so developed here that there's even a protest tomorrow. I just found out some kind of truck or automobile convoy going all across the country to protest the high prices and to protest the Corona rules. So, I mean, that's development, right? When you can do stuff like that and that's a developed country when people are complaining. That's good. It's good. Um, I was telling you at the beginning of the show that I had been to two weddings. Well, I also had these guests for Shabbat. I want to tell you a little bit about this. I have been doing this for years. Um, since we're really like the only Americans in Susia, we um, have guests. Um, who are these guests? These are guest students who are here for their, um, I think you call it gap year. And, you know, one person came once and they kind of started passing my number around. So these different uh, programs on Yerushalayim would call me and I got your number from a friend. Can we come for Shabbat? So this Shabbat we had two young men, 22-year-olds, one American, one British. And, um, you know, I asked them about their program and they just, I said, do they encourage Aliyah in your program? Do they talk about Aliyah? And they right away, their answer, what was their answer? No. No. It's not discussed. And I'm not surprised, but it is disappointing that all these students who come here for a year, sometimes two years, they sometimes call it, you know, Shana Aleph and Shana Bet are not being encouraged to make Aliyah. They're also not taken to Yehuda and Shomron. People who come to me do it on their own. They're like, you know, rebels. <laughs> Most of the trips and the Shabbatons they have are as a group, and they go to the Golan, and they'll go to Eilat, and maybe Tiveria, and then they go to their relatives, which, where are their relatives? Beit Shemesh. Ephrat, Yerushalayim, but they don't go to the Shomron, they don't go to Benjamin, they don't go down here to Har Hevron. Yes, Hevron they'll go to as tourists, but they don't come out here and they don't meet families. And their only way these kids, I, I call them kids, even though they were 22, the only way these students are going to come to us is if they do it on their own through connections they make and they have to be a little bit adventurous and reach out and say, hi, someone, you know, we found your number, can we come to you? Now, not everybody has that personality that they're going to do that. And um, not everybody has the, uh, what do I say, the courage, the, the personality to go to a strange place to get down here. They, they took a tramp. They did. They, they got a bus to Kirit Arba, and then they got in a car with a stranger who took them to the Yishuv, and then they had to find me. Um, it's good. I'm glad they did. I hope more of you tell whoever you have in Israel, you got to go to Natalie. you got to go to her in Susia and send people to us because I give them a tour in the afternoon. I take them all around beyond the security road and I show them what it's like here and I show them. And, you know, this is the only experience they're going to have and this is the only opportunity they get because nobody's coming here on, you know, a program. They don't really do it. And um, it's really uh, sad. And I, of course, ask these guys, these are uh, Haredi guys, and I asked them if they're going to get married. And the, one of them told me, yes, I'm telling my matchmaker, my Shad Khan, that I'm ready to start getting 
seeing, you know, people. And I asked, you know, do you plan on living in Israel? And their answers were very funny, both these guys. They said, well, most people go back to their home country and get married there. And then maybe they'll come back here and learn in Kolel. So again, this is not an Aliyah type of program. If, if you send your child here for a year or two, Aliyah is not, you know, the norm. It, it doesn't happen. And these programs are great. They do. They, they bring kids here. But they, again, they, they're bringing them here in a very limited capacity. And it is very upsetting to, uh, to hear that that hasn't changed. And these students are all over Yerushalayim. I mean, there are lots of them. I know that because I've had all these different students come to me. Just imagine all the ones that are not coming to me. And um, I, I really wish that would change. I, I really do. And, you know, Olim and North American Aliyah is just at a trickle. And I, I don't understand it. And sending your you know, children to these little programs is not going to infuse them with this desire to be Israeli and live in Israel because they're stuck with Americans. And they said, they said it boldly, you know, we're with Americans. We only know Americans. We don't, we don't really meet anybody else. And it's just because when you're in a program, that's who you're with. And um, if you don't have relatives, you're not going to go out most likely. So it's a little bit uh, upsetting and I, and I really hope that will change. And I hope this program is, is one of those, um, I guess, ways it can change. And I hope the students coming to me see a part of Israel they ordinarily wouldn't have seen and, and use that experience for good. And maybe to, to see, yeah, there's more here than just my program, just my four walls, my apartment and my yeshiva environment. Because Israel is just so beautiful and so majestic and so much more than just what you read. And I asked these kids, you know, what kind of um, lectures they have and do they have visitors? And they did, they told me, but they're all very Torah topics um, and, and laws and rules. No, nothing about geography, maybe history. But, you know, it's really hard for me to understand how you can learn the history of Israel without walking it because it's everywhere here. There's no need to stay in a classroom. You should get out and look around. And maybe someone listening has an idea for infusing these programs with some of these tours or local people to take them out. I mean, look, even Hatsala, we would, we would take them out and do a, a tour. I, I've taken bar mitzvah groups out um, and we'll do a little medic course here, but then I'll take them to see some soldiers and I'll take them up in the hills and different yeshuvim. It takes a little bit of arranging, but it certainly can be done. And all these people visiting Israel should see a lot more than just their classroom and just their dorm or just their apartment. It's just really hard for me to believe, especially older people, 22. I mean, my son will be finished the army when he's 22. And he's seen more Israel than any of these guys. And they've been here for some, one of these guys has been here since he was 18. Um, first time south of Hebron. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty hard for me to hear that. But I, I shouldn't be surprised. I really shouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, maybe they'll marry girls and come back here and, and, and make a life here. Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, you know, back to the weddings. They, that's amazing. And, and that's a great way to, to start this show and a great way to finish this show because 
there is nothing more beautiful than an Israeli wedding. I've been to maybe 20 since I lived here, maybe more. And um, these next 10 years, as I tell you every week, these next 10 years are all about getting my kids married. And I just found out that my son's friend just got engaged to someone in, you know, two Susia families. That's very nice. And I would love for that to happen to me. I would love for my children to marry someone that they grew up with and then settle here. Oh, that would be amazing. And it does happen. And I, I hope it happens to me. But, I, you know, I can't complain. Whoever they choose, they choose, right? As long as they treat each other well. And um, I'm just, you know, I'll just be the mother. That's uh, the next stage of my life, something I guess we'll all learn when we get to that point, right? And um, something to look forward to. Building a life here is amazing. You know, no matter when it happens, it could start when you're 87, like it did for Hensha, or it could start for these boys in yeshiva when they're 22. It's all good, you know? There's a lot of living to do here, no matter when you start. It's very active. It's very alive. And, um, you know, yes, there are challenges. There are the hills. There's the language. But we all manage. We do. This is our home. This is where we're supposed to be. And this is where we're supposed to struggle. That's, you know, it's ours. It's ours. There's, there's no better place. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you next week. Have a great one. Bye-bye. can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candlelighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from League City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Carr from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. opinion and more you're listening to israel news talk radio